is in the know for Wednesday, January 5, the fifth day of 2022. There are 360 days left in the year. Good morning, MV, guiding you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We'll also get you ready for whatever type of weather event we're getting tomorrow. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah. I'm so like back in my place. Things yeah. are a little bit off over here. Yeah, you so. got to get your ears adjusted and your yeah. seat adjusted. And uh, UConn messed up your spot over there. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, it's probably better than him not being here. Would yeah? Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Good news for me. Uh, being 50 is in my favor today. I've learned today that I'm officially too old to shovel snow. That's good oh. news. I've been I've been waiting for that <laughs> milestone. That's right. And according to USA Today, it says health experts are now saying that older middle-aged men should try to avoid shoveling snow so they won't get a heart attack. The experts caution anyone over 45 to hire someone to remove the snow rather than do it themselves. Why didn't I know this five years ago? Like I've bonus <laughs> shoveled snow for five years, but you know, say, leave it to the leave it to the wit, uh, whippersnappers to do it. We say good morning, chair number two over there. It's Wednesday, and we say welcome back, you Grayson County Ag Agent Whitney Carmen. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back. I know, long time no see. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. It's Whitney. Wednesday. Yeah. I got it. I like it. And your theme music's playing right on cue. Yep. It's like we drew it up that way. <laughs> How was your holiday? It was It was good. Yeah. It was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're the mom of three. Yeah. And uh, do they keep you busy over the holiday season? Yes. The Thank goodness UK lets us off for that week between Christmas and New Year. So the week of Christmas was madness. And then the week after was kind of, you know, we chilled out and actually got to rest. Yeah. So we're good. Uh, everybody mm-hmm. get what they wanted for Christmas? Yeah, for the most part. All right. mm-hmm. For the most part. So your three kids keep you pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if you had twice that many? No. Can you imagine if you had three sets of twins? Oh. No. Arlena Bomer of Detroit was in so much disbelief, she made the doctor order a second ultrasound, and sure enough, two heartbeats and two babies came one day before her 41st birthday. She gave birth to her third set of twins, First, it was nine-year-old boys, Jamal and Jordan. They weren't born nine. Yeah. They were born nine <laughs> years you. ago. <laughs> yeah. And then she has twins that are just a little over a year old, and she has new twins oh, now as well. Um, I have friends that have, like, two under two, and, you know, and I do have friends that have twins as well, and mm-hmm. twins were very heavy in our family, and it was very much a, uh, every time you went <laughs> to the ultrasound. But sure. No, I, thank you. But, Mm-mm. Can somebody hand her a pamphlet? Like, can somebody <laughs> I know where you're going say, with that. Yeah. It's like, do, do you know? Maybe sit. Do you know? Maybe sit one or two out. You know, like <laughs> yeah. just kind of. Uh, did you hear about the twins over the uh, the twins that were born over the holiday? Yes. One was born last year. One was born this year. Mm-hmm. 
uh, because they were spread out by 15 minutes. And so one was, so you got twins who technically have different birthdays. That's a story now. I love it. I I think it's funny. It's it's neat. But I think eventually they'll just get, I guess they'll celebrate together. But you do have the at least, I'm a twin, but I I get to write down a different birthday. I was going to say, can they not just fudge the birthday? I mean, I don't know. I don't guess they can. You know, that's kind of what I. It it seems like that surely has happened before Mm -hmm. in human history with all the humans that have been born ever. Mm hmm. It seemed like that probably would have had to have happened. Either we just didn't know about it or the obstetrician just said, give them the same birthday. Yeah. You know, give them the same time. Yeah. So I, I don't know. But another mild day today before tomorrow's uh, snow event, potential snow event moves in. We're going to see not as cold tonight. We'll see snow likely tomorrow. And the highest totals of snow are going to be to the south. And east of us. Basically, if you're south of the Bluegrass Parkway, you're likely to get. So if you're Campbellsville and then over toward London, you are you could get above four inches of snow. If you're in Litchfield, E-Town, Bardstown, Lebanon, that area, maybe between two to four inches. And then southern Indiana maybe only gets an inch to two inches. But it could jog just a, you know, just a little bit. But this will primarily be an afternoon event tomorrow. I think your Thursday morning is going to be normal. You're going to go to work tomorrow just like normal. And then just be ready for conditions to change throughout the afternoon. And depending upon how quickly, how heavily, et cetera, then just be ready to, um, you know, do the school pickup tomorrow, possibly in the snow. Or who knows, maybe, uh, you know, snows could get, um, uh, school could get shortened some tomorrow. So don't know. Just have to see what conditions do and and be prepared. But we'll see decreasing clouds throughout the day. We've got sunshine here in North Litchfield now. Uh, 45 is the high. Cloudy tonight, low of 24, and then a rain chance, 70% chance of snow tomorrow. And a high of only 28, and then bitter cold for tomorrow night and then Friday and going to have the coldest uh, air of the season for tomorrow night and into Friday. Kentucky recorded a record high number of COVID cases yesterday. And um, after we saw 6,441 cases on Thursday, we saw 6,915 cases yesterday as the Omicron variant continues to tear through the state. The uh, health officials have deemed it as more transmissible than the original COVID strand and the Delta. It has pushed the state's positivity rate to an all-time high of 21.7. That's a percentage point higher than the day before. But I think I think this surge that we're in in this variant is likely to make a foundational change on how we view covid from this point forward, mm-hmm. a lot of the health officials now are signaling toward focusing more upon the hospitalization number than the positivity number. Because if you if you can get to 20,000 feet and look at the event that is COVID-19, when it first became a pandemic and we didn't have vaccinations and we didn't have distancing and we didn't know how to handle it, we were all very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then vaccinations got rolled out, and then we started vaccinating the, the population. Then we started getting variations when mutations would be, it was like, well, 
this vaccination is resistant to me this way. I'll reinvent myself, but maybe I won't be as severe or I won't be as contagious or so here here's what I'm seeing evolve. This is just for me and even and even uh, if you if you listen to Dr. Fauci, some of this is occurring. <coughs> we are going to be getting into the phase of COVID-19 or SARS or whatever you want to refer to it broadly where it will be treated more like the flu. Mm-hmm. Because if you just see what the federal government is doing and they're doubling their order for therapeutics, then now you can see that they are signaling where our behavior going forward will be more commonplace. That rather than there being this daily report of, well, here are the positives and here are this and here are that, you're actually looking at the hospitalization. How many people are becoming hospitalized with this? Because that's a number that is important that impacts many of us broadly when it comes to elective procedures and, you know, uh, just overwhelming and fatiguing our staff of healthcare workers, et cetera. So I think, I think while you'll see these numbers stay high for the Omicron variant for the next few weeks, I do think that it signals the last big um, surge in the sense that we're all just going to kind of go, well, this is part of life. We have vaccinations if you choose to get one. You may have natural immunity if you've had COVID, so you can rely upon that. And then if you get it, there's a pill that you can take, just like we treat lots of other illnesses, and it's just going to be what it's going to be. That's what I think is on the horizon. And in ways, that's comforting. Yeah. It is to I me. mean, as more the more times it mutates, you know, it's a natural thing. It's going to continue to change and potentially become less and less. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that it's welcome. <laughs> if we can reduce it down to the level of the common cold. Yeah. You know, if that's what we can get it down to and say, if you get it and you become ill, there's a medicine that you can take that's mm-hmm. proven to be effective. If you don't want potentially to get sick, there are other you know other things you can do. Or if you've been around people that your natural immunity has been boosted, guess what? That's how we approach all things. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, that's, preventative, that's how... you know, if you're eating healthy and exercising and doing that, taking your vitamins every day, that's going to help you anyway. Right. So. And you, so you've got yeah. a segment of people who have spent the better part of two years now saying, mm-hmm. well, just like the flu. Mm-hmm. It's just like the flu. Well, now... Now we've been able to get it to the point that because we have vaccinations, because we know how to protect ourselves, and because therapeutics are now an offering, then yes, mm-hmm. the, we are going to be able to treat it from a health standpoint like the flu. And I think the therapeutics was another big notch that was, or a big mm-hmm. hurdle that was overcome. I think now that that is available or going to be available soon, it's... That makes everybody kind of breathe a sigh of relief also. Because, it, hey, it's, there's something else out there that I can use. It reduces the load on the healthcare system. Right. That's what the therapeutic does. It means take this pill or take this medicine mm-hmm. and go home and convalesce. Mm-hmm. Right? You get better just like you do if you have the flu or just like you do if you have a cold. Mm-hmm. And so now we've – so I, I think it's signaling of a, of a change. And I'm kind of happy to see it. Let's hope, and let's hope that there might be another variant to that. Yeah. But guess what? It might be very contagious, but it might not, mm-hmm. you know, it might not be as dangerous to you. So we'll see. Uh, you can read at K105.com. The FBI was conducting an investigation of some sort 
in the Falls of Rough area yesterday. Not a lot of uh, information available. We got several unconfirmed reports of what that could be, but uh, once those are confirmed, the FBI hasn't issued a, a statement or uh, responded to a request for a comment on that yet, but something that was in the works yesterday. Also, a Clarkson woman with a history of drug and alcohol arrest has been jailed in Hardin County on drug and theft charges. 32-year-old Jamie Puckett was arrested Monday night by the Elizabethtown Police Department charged with her third DUI, possession of an open alcoholic beverage container in a motor vehicle, possession of drug paraphernalia, etc., etc. The investigation into what is possibly thousands of dollars worth of goods being stolen from Clarkson storage units has resulted in the execution of a search warrant on Windy Ridge Road on Monday night. Clarkson Police Chief Buck Meredith and Grayson County Sheriff's Office uh, Sergeant Clay Boone executed executed the search warrant Monday night about 5.30. As of uh, this story, no arrests were made in that, but uh, they were at the scene and feel like more information will be. Maybe they were hauling away some what could be considered stolen uh, items that they produced as part of their investigation. So more to come on that. Owensboro Health Twin Lakes Medical Center is launching their uh, community survey. It's part of their, I believe they do it every three years. I think Andrea told me yesterday that every three years the uh, hospital does an overall health assessment, and one component of the assessment is the survey. And so the survey is your opportunity to, it's, it's, um, it's anonymous, you follow the links. In fact, if you're watching right now, point your phone at that QR code on your screen, and it'll take you to the survey. So it's as simple as that if you wanted to to do that. But the survey is critical to understanding the public's perspective on priority health needs. Frequently, health needs are not identified without uh, input from individuals from the area. So that's what this is, and it's one component. You get people who are involved in uh, crafting a vision for where health and health care needs to go in our community in the coming years, and you are an important part of that input. And Extension is very much, we utilize that also because we do work with the, you know, we mm-hmm. work with the local hospital, and, and so Natalie especially, we utilize that I was going to say, I have it on very good authority Mm -hmm. that uh, Natalie sits on that committee, Mm -hmm. and I have it on good authority that Natalie might be representing that committee (laughs) in future weeks on this program (laughs) to discuss the the merits and the ins and outs of that. So uh, we'll bring you more information on that assessment and the survey and what it means and why it means, and uh, make sure that uh, you understand why it's important to give your... Your input. Kentucky's Republican legislative leaders signaled yesterday that they want to wrap up redistricting work quickly, putting the proposed new maps on a fast track toward passage late this week. Senate and House redistricting bills introduced on the session's opening day were scheduled to be reviewed in committees today. Other procedural moves taken uh, yesterday also were meant to accelerate the process. Now, this first district just gets worse and worse. I was going to say, that is interesting. Um, it already was bad. <laughs> and if you talk to Congressman Comer, he'll be quick to tell you um, that now they're to redistrict it, the first congressional district. It was already shaped like a J, and it's even more. I'm not even sure what what shape that is now. If you could cut it out by itself, it may look like, I don't know, a cartoon or something. But a portion of Frankfort all the way to Fulton County. 
Mm-hmm. Now, down underneath Warren and Barron County, but go draw a straight line from Frankfort to Tompkinsville or mm-hmm. Clinton County, and then head due west and draw a straight line across the southern border, and then sweep back around and pick up Henderson and Union and Webster counties while you're at it. <clears throat> it is, it is um, to me, it is unacceptable. I love Congressman Guthrie. Don't don't get me wrong, but there is some there is some balance in here of taking the first and second and splitting them up geographically differently. Uh, yeah, it just you you can't convince me that this makes sense. I don't I don't doubt that the math is right. I think the population says that it's, but there has to be another piecing of these things together. Or how much, well, and this might be blasphemous for ask or saying, but just cut it in half underneath, you know, the Barron County area and split it in half and make another district. Well, here's one of the problems with that. If you, I mean, if you sure cut off Monroe County, mm-hmm. this is one of the problems that they can't do this or, or they're less likely to do it. Okay. If you cut off Monroe County, uh-huh. you're cutting Congressman Comer out. That's true. Because he's or, a resident. One way or the other. I don't care. That's his home. That's his home <laughs> yeah, area. Sure. And so that's the, but it just doesn't, you've got Owensboro and you've got Bowling Green mm-hmm. in the same district. Yeah. And you've got Elizabethtown in the same district. So three, one, one getting bigger city and two decent sized cities in Owensboro. But then you've got Henderson and Paducah in the other. And I, I don't I don't listen, I'm not an expert. I don't know how to split it up. But that just doesn't look like it makes sense. Mm-mm. Does it? It doesn't, no. That's why I said logically it would you would split them. Geographically, look at Hal Rogers. Yeah. Like, l- look at southeastern United uh, uh, Kentucky uh-huh. as it pertains to its adjacent states. And it's just I, I don't know. It's not <laughs> It's never perfectly going to line up and be like, well, here's your section and here's your section. And, I mean, Louisville is its own section. Yeah, Jefferson I was going to say, they're so their own thing. Just, but you've got even got people in western Kentucky now, like the Whitney Westerfields of the yeah. world that are going, this just doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't. And the people of Frankfurt that Congressman Comer are going to be representing and the people in Crittenden County, I'm going with they're vastly different. I would imagine so. I'm going to go with they've got a Which lot of Which it's nice to have diversity and, sure. the, you know, differencing of opinions. But <laughs> yep. my goodness, that's a – I feel sorry for him. <laughs> He's got a lot of uh, – yeah, yeah I, saw, I saw him tweet a picture um, back during the holiday season – uh, he was getting gasoline somewhere. I think it might have been in Ohio County. Mm-hmm. I, matter of fact, I think if you sit at that traffic island down there in Ohio County, if you could just be there sitting in the parking lot, I think you'd see Jamie Comer a lot. Mm-hmm. Just zzz, zzz, you'd zzz. see a lot of people a lot. <laughs> yeah, that I do guess that traveling. So. I guess yeah. so. They're probably right. Uh, <laughs> if you want to join the Kentucky State Police, the Academy deadline has been extended to January the thirty first. So if you were on the fence going. I just need a couple more days to decide. Well, today's your day. You have until the end of the month, and the upcoming cadet class is expected to begin in June. They are 270 troopers short. I believe it. 270 troopers short. Didn't we of talk what about that yeah. at, earlier yeah. about how there was got, a difference in that? You got retirements, uh-huh. and you got, and then there's disparity in pay, and yes. which I think they're trying to remedy that. Mm-hmm. I think increase in compensation is part of the governor's plan. I, I assume mm-hmm. that's going to happen, but it doesn't fix the here and now problem. No, it doesn't. So, uh, the Kentucky Wildcats uh, took it on the chin multiple ways 
last night at Baton Rouge, uh, basically banged up both of their primary point guards. Xavier Wheeler, uh, I figure he's got a concussion. I, I did. Kyle, uh, my husband, sorry, he was not very happy when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are several people that weren't, including um, Jay Billis, but mm-hmm. that's that's just that. Yeah. And then uh, Ty Ty Washington then was cramping up and wasn't one hundred percent. I guess to lose by five at Baton Rouge, considering who they were playing without, probably not. And not I'll bad. say too, they they had a big night planned for there anyway, didn't they? Bat- the LSU crowd was supposed mm-hmm. to be one of the bigger crowds they've had in a long time yeah that's just yeah they dale brown was there and all that stuff and then this story is neat a woman is taking over as the commanding officer of the uss constitution Mm -hmm. which is lovingly called old ironsides for the first time in the warship's 224 year history the navy has announced that commander billy j farrell is scheduled to assume command at an onboard ceremony January 21. She will relieve Commander John Benda, who has led the ship's crew since February 2020. So you're saying to me, why are you telling me this? Why do I care who Commander Billy J. Farrell is? Billy J. Farrell is a native of Paducah, Kentucky. She's an 04 graduate of the U.S. Naval Academy, and she will be the commander of Old Ironsides later on this month. And I think that's wonderful. Pretty neat. The, the awesome. 224-year history of Old Ironsides, and a Kentuckian will be the first woman to be the commander. I think that's wonderful. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around. You're on In the Know. observance of uh, half million adherents who celebrate through bird watching, studying birds, bird adoption, etc. So all about celebrating your feathered friends. I like birds. I mean, but you know, people who don't like birds don't, don't like them like a birds. lot. Like there's a, <laughs> yes. you know, I have a friend. Did, oh my if, goodness. If you don't like birds. Oh. You don't like them loudly. <laughs> um, it is whipped cream day today. <laughs> So homemade or in the can? Uh, either the way, you 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 do you do you. It's a, it's both you know nourishing and entertaining at the same time, uh, and it is also Twelfth Night. I'm so excited. Twelfth Night is the night that I'm going to get my twelve drummers drumming. Oh, of Christmas. Yep. Gotcha. It's the twelfth day of Christmas, mm-hmm. and because it's the eve of the Epiphany, Epiphany. so tomorrow is the feast of the Epiphany. Mm-hmm. But uh, so Twelfth Night is what some people will be. Celebrating and the twelfth night, you know, that's one of the excuses that I use to keep our Christmas decorations up longer. We we wait later yes. and put them up, and then we keep them up. I longer. was going to say I was raised Catholic, <clears throat> and that was what you did. You didn't put baby Jesus out until um, after Christmas Eve mass at midnight, and then you didn't take your Christmas tree down or do anything, you know, take any of your Christmas stuff out until the Epiphany. So so happy twelfth day of Christmas yeah. to you. Uh, did you all see? 
the people who were stuck on I-95 in Virginia? I think one of their senators were, weren't they? Tim Kaine. Yeah. I only saw a little bit. I didn't read into it. It was awful. Ran, um, Tim Kaine was the running mate of Hillary Clinton. He was the vice presidential candidate, and he was stuck in that. By the way, I would have thought Tim Kaine was driving um, a better car than a Ford Focus. Well, in his defense, if he's traveling a lot, I can see where they would use, you know, to be inconspicuous. Well, or just use something that's got a lot of gas mileage and, you know, I can understand I bet he wishes in something a little more luxurious (laughs) yesterday. Um, But it made me wonder. So some people were stuck for, what, 24, 27 hours. Uh, There was a 40-mile section of I-95 in Virginia that was a parking lot. No one could get to. No one could get in or out. It just snowed, um, and they were stuck. Well, they didn't have food. Uh, a lot of them didn't have food, didn't have water, couldn't get to it. But it made me wonder, so I have a uh, 16 or 17-gallon fuel tank mm-hmm. on my vehicle. How long would it idle? Mm-hmm. How, If I had a full tank of fuel, how long would my vehicle idle? Before I would have to start being concerned about not having heat because I saw one mom get interviewed that That said she unpacked the suitcases. They were traveling after the holidays. She unpacked the suitcases of her kids clothes and wrapped her kids in additional clothes to keep them warm. So it made, made me wonder what so you didn't you weren't able to to heat. You couldn't idle your car. I don't know. So it led to a lot of questions. I just think, you know, I try to be overprepared anyway, but I'm like, with a little one, I'm thinking, gosh, okay, I have to have all of this extra stuff to well, carry around. Well, and it's not, you know, we, we don't do snow very well mm-hmm. here because we don't do it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and But as a result, sometimes we're ill-prepared. But first and foremost, it's never a bad idea to have an emergency kit stashed in your car with things like blankets, flashlights, non-perishables, et cetera. Uh, these can come in handy whether you're stuck in freezing weather or broken down in a remote location. If you're caught in snow and shelter or help isn't visible within 100 yards, stay where you are. Now, there'll be some people out on the interstate say, well, I can see that Waffle House sign off in the distance. If it's more than 100 yards, they say stay in your vehicle to avoid exposure. you know where you're at, though? And you know, like, Aunt Jamie's up here, you know, up half a mile <laughs> the road, True. you know. Yeah. That's a little different. I and think. cold temperatures run the vehicle no more than 10 minutes every hour to heat the cabin to preserve fuel. So there's my answer. Okay. Especially if the tank isn't full. Also, make sure the exhaust pipe is clear and the windows cracked, open to avoid letting exhaust fumes in. Keep covered and huddled together with others in the car to preserve heat. And try not to sleep if you're alone, but if you're stranded for an extended period of time and there are several passengers in the vehicle, take turns sleeping and keep an eye on each other. So, who like when you're stuck on I-95 in bumper-to-bumper traffic, it's it's basically six lanes, three in each direction, and who who's responsible for marking the latrine? <clears throat> like who? Oh dear! Who? I don't know. It like does a society form out there? Like do the truckers get involved and say, "All right, I'm the trucker who's involved. I'm responsible for." Identifying the latrine. Girls tree is over here. Boys tree is over here. You know, like, how does that work? You might not be doing much uh, of that if you don't have food or drink. That's true. Yeah. But but when you have little kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, do you just 
No, I mean, open the car door and set them out on the. I don't. I don't that's what I, I don't. I guess it depends on how bad they got to go. Yes, I'd say that. <laughs> Here soon, I'm going to start carrying. I've, <laughs> when I start potty training, I'm going to start carrying a little portable one with me. So. <laughs> we'll be taken care of. You are? Uh-huh. Hey, I read a list today of names. For, for some reason, the baby names come up on the show a lot. And trends mm-hmm. in baby names. And I found a list of 100 of the most popular names from the 1920s. And then look back at their popularity in the past decade. So they have identified a range of names creeping up the charts that were popular a century ago that haven't been very popular that are now likely going to find their way back up the list. Okay. And some of these are surprising. For girls, Doris. Okay. Alea <laughs> has a classmate named Doris. She does. Which it was surprised when I heard it. I'm like. Really? I wonder if it's a family name. I may, probably. We don't uh, know. Della. That's not bad. Opal. I, ha- I knew an Opal. Yeah? Mm-hmm. No. Now, is Opal an older she was an lady? Older, yeah, she was. Yeah, so there are several, you know, like there, I know from, you know, they're, they're certainly my elders, but I know some older people who were named uh, Dinah. Okay. Wilma. I've heard of Wilma. Mm-hmm. Winifred. Like that's where Winnie comes yes. from is Winifred. Gladys, that's my grandmother's name. Uh, Nellie. Yeah, I had an Aunt Nellie. Got to be careful because you need to wait a little longer on Nellie because for us, we still think Nellie Olson from Little House. <laughs> that's yeah. all I think of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rosalie. I actually, I know a Rosalie. They just had her over Christmas break and they named her Rosalie. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Maxine. So several of these names for people my age, I would say, well, those are those are those are old names. Mm-hmm. Well, they all cycle through, yeah. So they'll just be coming back now on the boys' side. Forrest, mm-hmm. Ambrose, I like that. Phineas, I've heard of. Well, um, I mean, um, it's not popular, but I've heard of that name before. All they call I can think is, uh, uh, yeah, Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, mm-hmm. where's Ferb? Ferb's not on the list. Mm-hmm. Just Phineas, Luther. Mm. Emmett, Wilbur, Percy, Walter, Quentin. I know a Walter, a, a young Walter, a young Walter, mm-hmm. and Winston. I like Winston, so, and I know a Win- I know a baby Winston too. You do, yes. I see. Mm-hmm. So you can. These are starting to creep yep. their way. People want to come up with those traditional names. You yeah. know, the same way that the Elizabeths and the Margarets mm-hmm. and the you know Anna is a very classic name, mm-hmm. which. You know, you chose, and so it's just uh, interesting to well, see. Well, we have Elizabeth, and we have, um, of course, Caroline is an is an old name, and then Jackson's not. <laughs> well, but, <laughs> but he's but Jack of. is, and so he and he goes by he goes by Jack a lot. Andrew Jackson. Well, that's I mean, true. That's, that's true. I have a feeling that's where the origins of a lot but of that come. It's from. funny when we we had Jackson, we lived in Lexington, and so we didn't know anybody that had Jacksons as babies that age, you know. And mm-hmm. so we were like, "Oh, we're gonna have a, a one and a." He's got four kids in his in his grade that's <laughs> named Jackson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, oh well. Well, uh, also the from twenty twenty one, the top ten states people moved to and left. Okay. So big migratory patterns Wouldn't have been Kentucky, this year. Because we all come home. Kentucky's not on either list. Um, and move ins or move out. The top inbound states of 2021 were Rhode Island at number ten, Idaho at nine, 
Oregon at eight, Tennessee at seven, Alabama at six, Florida at five, then West Virginia, South Carolina, South Dakota, and Vermont. I would wonder what their I wonder what the reasoning is. Yeah, well, I have my what own were thoughts your goals? on it. Yeah. Alabama and Florida I are coastal. I know what those are. <laughs> Uh, but the rest of them are, you can get away from everyone. Well, maybe not so much in Rhode Island. Are they Island. buying farmland? Is yeah, that my pro- question? My guess is yeah. you after after you were quarantined and couldn't go outside your house in populous areas, mm-hmm. I'd say and you were looking were for cheap. a place to get away from it all. Mm-hmm. Moving out, the states people were leaving the most, Nebraska at 10, California. then Ohio, <laughs> Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, California, Connecticut, New York, Illinois, New Jersey. New Jersey was the most fled state of 2021. That's actually, uh, that's interesting, but I thought it would have been California. Mm -hmm. You also didn't notice Indiana was on that list. Mm -mm. Here's a story from Indiana. An employee was kicked in the stomach after a drive-thru customer at a Long John Silver's in Evansville, Indiana, (laughs) became irate upon being told the restaurant would not sell a single hush puppy. The 20-year-old victim was working yesterday afternoon at the Evansville restaurant when a customer came through the drive-thru and requested one hush puppy. When the worker told the fritter fan that the seafood chain only sold the deep-fried delicacy in orders of two, the driver became incensed and yelled a racial slur at the victim while at the drive-thru window. A second woman in the car then began calling the restaurant numerous times, demanding to speak to the manager. She then came into the restaurant and began throwing things around before kicking the victim in the stomach and ran from the store outside where the driver of the car was waiting and they loaded up and... Captain D's are better. Listen, I love hush puppies. puppies. I do too. I like hush puppies a lot. I love hush puppies and I don't know, you know, I'm sure some are better, some are worse, but $1.95... So hush puppies at Long John's in Evansville are apparently nearly a dollar a piece. Are they worth a dollar? <laughs> they better be pretty good size. But uh, that's still not the way you're supposed to act. No. Probably not the craziest thing I've ever seen in Evansville, too, by the way. But got to get to a break. We'll come back. More on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know reincarnation is forbidden in China without government permission? So you you can be reincarnated in China, but you you got to ask. Uh, Xi Jinping or whatever first. You gotta ask for permission. Can I listen, they they take their government control seriously. Over I there. guess they do. Wow. Even in the afterlife. So what if you what if you don't realize until it's too late? Like what if it's <laughs> what if you get to <laughs> the I other ask permission? Yeah. I mean it's one of those uh, Oh Lord. I did see something uh speaking kind of about that. Um Betty White was talking about how <sighs> I'm real sad about it. When she lie. passed, yeah, on Friday, I was I was glancing. I was like, the timing of it seemed insulting for it to be New Year's Eve. Exactly. That if was it my... had been the day before or if it had been a few days after yeah. New Year's. 
it so seemingly would have been a little more understood. But I learned the other day that when it came to her passing from this life, you know, her earthly life came to an end. One of the things she talked about that she was looking forward to is she would know the secret. Yes. Like she, she was looking forward to knowing that when life on earth here uh-huh. was over, she would know. Uh-huh. You know, and and I thought that that was kind of a. That's not necessarily suggesting reincarnation, but it is kind of about the afterlife. On that, it was something like she embraced. Mm-hmm. You know, she wasn't fearful about it. She just said, "I'll, I'll get to find out, mm-hmm. and I'll know." And I'm a curious sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, her hometown of Oak Park, Illinois, not Man will be <laughs> celebrating Betty White Day on January 17th, which is what would have been her 100th birthday. That's the other thing too. Is she was so close to a hundred, mm-hmm. but I I'm, I, I kind of like that. Not like, but I, I mean, I kind of get the date. I mean, on, why not on New Year's Eve? Yeah, being I mean, why not? She did it on her own. Yeah, it was almost like she, you know, did yeah. it on her own. Didn't terms. start she a new year. Thing. I mean, she lived life to the fullest. I mean, that's true. I do. I, I am not so sure. They were already ready to have a movie or a retrospective in the cinema of her life, and they were advertising it, you know, mm-hmm. Betty White's 100th birthday celebration, January the 17th in a theater near you, and then all of a sudden, before that, you're going to go, oh, by the way, uh, yeah, Betty, Betty has gone on in. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't know if there's something similar happened to George Jones right. when they were planning his big birthday celebration yes. in the fall. And I said, listen, <laughs> don't get ahead of yourself. W- that's exactly right. <laughs> you better celebrate yeah. it now if yeah. you can. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Another national treasure share mm-hmm. says that she'll never let her hair go gray. She said, that's fine for the other girls. I'm just not doing it. So share says she's going to be I'm with her. the color share is until <laughs> really. Yes. I would be gray now, honestly. <laughs> Thank you, Mom. <laughs> well, I I know it's a dilemma mm-hmm. for women. Mm-hmm. Um, I my my understanding. I'm not an expert. My understanding is the longer you live, the harder it gets to combat the natural process of changing aging. of mm-hmm. colors and so. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of women, they get fatigued. You know, it's, am I going to go to this much trouble? Mm-hmm. Like, I would be there every other day if this was going to be the, you know, some women are going to say, I'd, I'd spend my entire life with my beautician or my stylist mm-hmm. in order to do this. And I have a feeling Cher might be one of those people. So is that what happens? Do you finally just give up, throw in the towel <laughs> and go, I'm not doing this anymore? I don't know. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm not sure. Well, I'm. Certainly not there yet, but I've considered because I do have to cover quite some gray. Yeah. And I go to the salon pretty often. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's pretty often. I mean, by my standard, I don't think you go pretty often. And I think it depends on the quickness of it and how it's happening. Like for me, it's 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 probably in certain places on my hair and so I don't have to completely change my hair color. I just go get it touched up. So it yeah. doesn't you know, so well, I think it's going to be different for each person. I'm currently on a like a five week schedule, mm. which is not terrible. Yeah, that's not terrible. Well, no. I also have noticed in the last few years this clever move that 
women are trying is they'll say, oh, I'm not gray, but I'm going to shock you with this platinum color. Yeah. So that when I do throw in the towel, finally, this is what I look like. Then I'll go. We'll see. It's just I, basically <laughs> I'm, war- right I'm, popular I'm, thing right now. I'm warming yeah. you up to the yeah. idea of a light, very light hair color, mm-hmm. but it's not gray. It's platinum well, blonde, which is a first cousin. And, and God love my. You know, they always say you get your mother's. Is it your mother's father's hair? I don't know if that's the the wives' tale that's true or not. But you know, my grandfather was gray when he was in his 30s, and he has a full head of white hair. My mother, I'm sure, if she was was uh you know truthful about her hair color she would be gray also but i would yeah. like to know what color if that's the case i want to know like, what, what my choices getting? are yeah. yeah i quit worrying about my hair a long yeah. time ago so it's uh i do see more gray creeping into the sides you know the only place where i have it anymore so just part of life but Cher says she is holding strong on her uh good for her it's yep. called her natural color because that's no longer her natural color <laughs> we got to get to a break we'll come back finish it up for the morning here on in the note Touching hands, reaching out. MB's point of ponder for today. If you're watching and you've been paying close attention, then might might have already been spoiled. But I feel strongly about today's point of ponder. Why is it that sleeping in is considered lazy, but going to bed early is not? That's a really good question. Right? Because I'm a go to bed early kind of girl uh, i'm a sleep in kind of guy but you get credits like oh she's responsible she's going into bed early to get uh you know a full night's sleep but i'm getting up at 4 in the, the morning too. right i just understand <laughs> but so sleeping yeah. in for you would be like sleeping till five or something so but really what mm-hmm. sleeping in it, and it going to bed early sense. should be considered the same I know. you're right I teeters hotter between the two so who knows you do well, like I said, it. But if you're up in the middle of the night, what does that count as? Well, like, how do you consider thankfully, that? Thankfully, last night we didn't have that issue. So <gasps> I know. Yay. I know, right? But Knock on something. I was going to say, I don't know what caused it, but we have not been. We have moved to Big Boy Bed and in his own room now. So we are. Ooh. Yeah. So we have been dealing with that changeover. So he finally slept all night. Tonight, The Amazing Race returns mm-hmm. to CBS. I'm excited. Uh, CBS also has the series premiere of Good Sam. It's about uh, Dr. Sam Griffith taking over as the new chief of surgery. On the Food Network, season 23 premiere of Worst Cooks in America. Season 14 premiere of Married at First Sight on Lifetime. And on BET, the season 2 premiere of First Wives Club. Whitney, who will win the national championship on Monday night? We won't see you again for sure until... Um, the national championship game has come and gone. So what? I don't know. I mean, I would like to root for Georgia, but I just have a feeling Alabama's going to pull it off. So, yeah, I don't. It's a toss-up. I mean, they're both really good teams. Remember, so. remember when uh, football experts around the country got they wanted to expand the playoffs so they could keep the SEC from dominating every year. <laughs> That was a funny story, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they expanded the playoff, but they they didn't keep uh, the Trish SEC from lie. dominating. That's exactly <laughs> right. Today's highlight in history, this date, 1957, President Eisenhower proposed assistance to countries 
to help them resist communist aggression in what became known as the Eisenhower Doctrine. In 1933, construction began on the Golden Gate Bridge. In 1949, in his State of the Union address, Harry Truman labels his administration the Fair Deal. We had the New Deal during the FDR days, uh, and Truman labeled his as the Fair Deal. Birthdays today. Actor Robert Duvall is 91 today. Wow. What a great career he has had, uh, continues to have. I always enjoy watching him in Four Christmases, <laughs> you know, playing the dad of yeah. John Favreau and Vince always Vaughn. Always funny. And, oh, it's so good. I mean, he just, the satellite dish, yeah. right? The whole idea of the mountain, the satellite dish is so good. Uh, disgraced former talk show host Charlie Rose is 80 today. Diane Keaton is 76. Wow. Actor Ted Lange, who played Isaac the bartender on Love Boat, is 74 today. Carrie Ann Inaba from Dancing with the Stars is 54. And Bradley Cooper, mm. 47 today. I like me some Bradley Cooper. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's... Uh, He's in a new movie, too, he's, I saw. He's a looker. Yeah, but I can't remember what it was. I, I noticed it. I saw a preview, and I was like, oh, he's in this movie, too. The range of characters, you know, yeah. from the Hangover movies. Mm-hmm. And then he was something before that that you don't know he's in until you see it again, Brad's, and you uh, go. In the Wedding Crashers. He was in Wedding yeah, Crashers. Yeah, that's right. He's in mm-hmm. we- Yeah, he's the he's the mean brother. Yes. Uh, or the mean fiance. fiance. in uh, In Wedding Crashers. Mm-hmm. And then that set him up for Hangover, Silver Linings Playbook, yes. and then, I mean, lots of good stuff, but yeah. A Star is Born and... Uh, very successful. Poor guy. Just, know. you know, he's just dog ugly. <laughs> uh, Jane Wyman, born in 1917. Walter Mondale, born in 1928. Oh, Bradley Cooper. His acting makes up for as his my, poor looks. I was going to say, as my grandma would say, he's blessed and highly favored. Blessed and highly favored. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. 1953, Joni James, number one. With Why Don't You Believe Me? All right, Joni. That's all you get. Let's see if we can find something else. Oh. 1962. Chubby Checker. And go like this. Yeah. Let's go to 1971. I love it. I like this song, too. Pretty good here. Tony Orlando and Dawn. Twice on the pipes. Good song. Let's go to 1980. Rupert Holmes and Escape, or what most people call the Pina Colada song. Do what? Makes me think about Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, well, yeah, it should. It's on the soundtrack. Which, great soundtrack to those movies. Oh, yeah. If you grew up in the 80s, you, uh, and then we'll stay in the 1980s, technically 1989, Bobby Brown, number one, with my prerogative. In 1998, Mariah Carey, Butterfly, Justin Timberlake, My Love in 07, Justin Bieber, Sorry, 
was number one five years ago today. Dang. Already five years ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. A wise... By the way, thanks for coming in, with Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Good to see you. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, hope they get your windshield fixed. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. A wise man never knows all. Only fools know everything. A wise man never knows all. Only fools know everything. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Whitney Carmen, for Beach, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.